All right. Good morning, everyone. Um, welcome to day three of AWS reInvent, and welcome to our session. My name is Priya Ponapali. I am a principal scientist and the senior manager at AWS. I'm joined by my colleagues, um, Jason Gelman, principal product manager at AWS, and our customer, um, Kiran Kulkarni, uh, who is a VP of data science and engineering at Proceben. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm going to get things started off. Uh, the agenda for today is I will uh, start off with uh, talking about how you can get started on your ML journey as an enterprise. Um, I'll then hand it over to our customer, Kiran, who will speak about how Proceben is using AWS um, to do ML for their business. Um, and then we'll hand it over to Jason, who'll speak about some new and exciting releases um, on SageMaker this year. So let's get started. Um, so my, my team, the Amazon ML Solutions Lab, we are a team of customer-facing data scientists, and we work with AWS customers from very many different industries, and we help them with accelerating their ML adoption. So, you know, our customers, I, I, I met some of them um, today, this morning, they're here. We, we love working with them. Uh, they come from different domains. Uh, they're working in healthcare, uh, where they have images and uh, genomic data and um, farm, data from farm, uh, pharmaceutical clinical trials. Um, they come from finance, where they have credit and retail transactions. Um, and they come from sports, where they have, uh, say, telemetry data, IoT data from, from players tracking their movements. So every customer has got their unique data assets. And um, this means uh, they also have unique business problems. And uh, the first place we start is with identifying those business problems. So these are uh, key challenges, pain points, and opportunities that uh, you, know, you can tie to a clear uh, business objective. And um, one of the first things we do is map these into machine learning problems. And uh, in just a minute, I will talk to you about how you can recognize the machine learning opportunity in your business when you see one, map it to the business problem, and then look to see if you have the right data assets to support it. So machine learning, you know, it, it's really uh, uh, training machines to learn without explicitly programming them. So in other words, um, in a lot of times, we give the machine uh, the data. And uh, sometimes, if we have the right answers, we give it the answers. And the machine figures out what the rules are. So this means, in a lot of cases, we need um, a ton of data. Uh, we want high-quality data. And we need the right annotations to support that use case. So once you have a business problem, uh, you know what uh, machine learning problem it maps to. You go back and you look to see if you have the right data. Uh, it's extremely also important to define what uh, are the success metrics, right? What are you trying to optimize for in this problem? So these could be KPIs. Um, these could be revenue targets that you want to meet. Um, they could be, say, some sort of list in conversion. And uh, you also, from a machine learning point of view, have to define what sort of performance you want to see uh, from, from your system, right? Your, your solution, is it, uh, does it need to be highly accurate? Uh, you know, depending on the application, uh, do you need it to have high recall or be um, uh, with high precision um, or reduce the error in some way? So you define what your success metrics are and um, what your performance metrics are uh, to be able to deploy this. And uh, finally, key to everything with machine learning is um, identifying the right cross-functional teams. So um, you know the magic really happens in this interdisciplinary space where uh, you have experts who understand the data. Uh, you've got your data engineers. Um, you've got your uh, IT team uh, that knows the infrastructure and what it takes to build a solution that, that's going to be used by the end users. Um, you've got your subject matter experts. So these could be pathologists. Um, they could be editors. Uh, they could be clinicians. Um, in your organization, and finally, of course, the business leaders, um, because you know you could you could work on so many different projects, and it's extremely important to prioritize them and 
especially when you're starting, get those landmark wins, uh, which will uh, you know uh, get you to to earn trust in in machine learning and and expand on it. So extremely important to identify the right key hold, uh, stakeholders, the key stakeholders. Um, so one of the things that the Amazon Machine Learning Solutions Lab does um, when we get started with customers who are often in various stages of their ML journey, but especially for folks who are just starting out, um, is what's called an ideation session. So, so this is um, a brainstorming session uh, where we meet with key technical and business leaders from the customer. Uh, we start off with you know, a business level discussion of what their business does, what sort of challenges they have, what sort of opportunities they see. And then we go on and uh, try to identify and tease out the machine learning problem in each one of those. So let, let me show you how you can do that and uh, recognize an ML problem when you see one in your business. So broadly speaking, um, you, know, you could say that machine learning, there, there are two kinds. Um, there's supervised machine learning, where you give the machine the right answers. Um, uh, in other words, you, know, you have data and you have uh, annotations that go with it. And, and then there's unsupervised machine learning, where you know, we don't know what the right answers are. We just have a lot of data, and we want to be able to detect and find some sort of patterns and trends in the data. And uh, most of the uh, frequently, uh, uh, you know, the, the ML problems that we frequently come across, I'd say they fall into uh, the supervised uh, machine learning category. And uh, they, you know, you're already using supervised ML and, and also unsupervised multiple times every day, you know, without even knowing it. So uh, anytime you're um, using your email and you have a spam filter working, uh, that's machine learning. Like anytime um, you're watching say Netflix and you get uh, recommendations, uh, that's ML. Anytime you're shopping, you get um, shopping recommendations on Amazon, that's ML powering it. So ML has really disrupted very many different industries and it has the potential to do that for your business as well. And uh, uh, let's see how you can tie this back, right? So. In supervised learning, um, there are two primary kinds. So there's classification, where um, you're classifying, uh, let's say, um, a sample or an object into two or more categories, like say an email in a spam. Like what a spam filter does is it classifies an email into spam or not spam. Or um, let's say, you know, the USPS, the address routing system, right? So it, it takes a picture of uh, the address on, on an envelope. It recognizes each character by classifying the image of the character to the right digit. So there it's you know, classifying it from 0 to 9 or, or A to Z. Again, a classification problem. Or say sentiment analysis. Let's say you have um, uh, restaurant reviews or product reviews on your website. So you could use machine learning to classify uh, the language in the text to either positive sentiment, neutral sentiment, or negative sentiment. So uh, that's classification for you. So anytime you see that you know you have a business problem where it fits into one or uh, more more discrete categories, you know that you have a, classifi a classification machine learning problem on your hands. Um, the second kind uh, of uh, common supervised ML is uh, regression, and this is where you are predicting a continuous uh, valued output. So, so this could be uh, forecasting sales, where you're predicting, say, the number of each item um, you expect to sell. Um, it could be, say, predicting um, uh, the rent of uh, office spaces, uh, depending on uh, what, what the zip code is, uh, how many square foot it is, how much parking there is, and then building a model to predict what you think the, rent, the right rent should be. So classification and regression, I'd say, are um, very frequently uh, used machine learning tasks. Uh, moving on to unsupervised uh, machine learning, very common uh, use cases, say, clustering, where um, you, know, you have, say, a bunch of news articles, and then you want to group them by similarity. Or you have a bunch of, say, publications for uh, your um, editorial company, and you want to organize them uh, by category. So, so those are all clustering 
problems. Um, and then you have recommender systems, you know, uh, widely used um, in retail, um, widely used for any sort of personalization strategy. So, so these are all the uh, machine learning problems that you can map your business problem to. And uh, few things that have really um, accelerated um, really the renaissance of machine learning, you know, which has been around for um, over 50 years, um, are three key catalysts, right? So the first is data, right? We're all accumulating uh, more and more data. Uh, the second is the availability of compute, like um, say deep learning, which is uh, a subset of machine learning based on neural networks. Um, it needs GPUs, so and, and now we've got uh, tremendous availability of GPUs um, thanks to the cloud. And the third is advances in algorithms, like fundamental algorithms like backpropagation. And um, uh, the, the great thing is, you know, the AWS cloud, um, it offers an extensive and broad portfolio of services um, that, that support all of this, right? So um, our machine learning stack um, is organized in three layers. And uh, at the lowest la uh, layer, is it's, it's the framework layer. Um, we've got um, P2 and P3 EC2 instances that come pre-installed with uh, all the popular deep learning frameworks. Um, we've got uh, TensorFlow, 85% of um, all the TensorFlow running in the cloud runs on AWS. Um, uh, we've got PyTorch, 83% um, of all the PyTorch running in the cloud runs on AWS. Um, uh, there's support for MXNet and uh, Keras and um, every framework you'd want to use. Um, in one layer up, uh, in the middle layer, is Amazon SageMaker, um, which is a fully managed platform that removes all the heavy lifting from training, building, uh, deploying, and, and monitoring machine learning models. And it really puts um, machine learning into the hands of every data scientist and, and developer. And it can help your organization um, use machine learning in a very scalable and expansive way. And uh, a layer about that is our API level services. Um, uh, we've got computer vision services, uh, speech and natural language processing services. And um, these are just an API call away. And um, they can help developers really infuse their applications using machine learning. And over time, we expect enterprises to be using um, all three layers of the stack um, and uh, interact with, with, with all of these layers. Um, and the three key components when it comes to building custom models um, for your enterprise um, and really taking those business ideas that we identified in those ideation sessions all the way to prototypes and then to production um, are in the cyclical process here. So the first big step is um, getting your data ready and I'd say this is always the hardest part, um, the most time consuming task as any data scientist will tell you. And uh, you know, um, enterprises, large organizations, um, you often have data that could be fragmented. You know, it, it sits in different departments. Um, there, there could be um, organizational silos, and um, a big challenge is really pulling together all of, all of that data and putting together a, a data lake. Um, and then, you know, a lot of times this data is unstructured. You know, it could exist um, in PDF, sometimes just, just in paper even. Um, and other times you have flat files um, and multiple, um, uh, you know, databases. So a big part is converting all of this unstructured data into a structured form, um, into a format that's readily consumable by machine learning models. Um, and, and once you've done that, uh, the next, next task is really picking the right algorithm, right? So we know that you know, most of these problems, they're either classification problems or regression problems or uh, recommender systems or clustering or so on. And there are a number of wonderful machine learning algorithms um, that are readily available uh, and that you can just uh, you know, plug your data in. And uh, you have to, of course, identify and define what your metrics are, your performance metrics. But um, as long as you have the right compute um, and, and the right algorithms and you know your metrics, you can train and uh, find the models that, that do best. 
And how a model uh, does during training can be quite different from um, you know, how it performs once you've deployed it, uh, right? So deploying the model and then monitoring that model while it's in production um, is going to be super important. Uh, you, know, you might want to release it um, in a beta stage, uh, continuously monitor, um, and in all likelihood, you like to uh, keep a close eye on model drift and um, keep evaluating and uh, maybe retraining your models, right? Updating your models periodically. So, so we have a cyclical process here that, that data scientists typically use. And um, Amazon SageMaker can really help with um, all three of these uh, key, key steps in taking um, your, your idea to production. Um, so let's take a look at how it does that. So let's start always um, with the data. So as I said, a lot of the common and the lowest hanging fruit that we frequently encounter with our customers fall under supervised machine learning, which often need uh, labels and, and the right annotations. And um, getting these together um, can be quite challenging. And um, SageMaker Ground Truth, Amazon SageMaker Ground Truth, helps you put together quality label data. And it facilitates this by allowing a human in the loop. And this can be done in three ways. So the first is, you know, let's say your application, it's not confidential, you're okay with using the public workforce. You could use something like, you know, the Amazon Mechanical Turk and um, have a large public workforce quickly annotate um, and, and put together your data, right? This could be something as simple as, you know, labeling images as, ah, this is, um, this is a shirt, or uh, these are a pair of red pants, and these are a pair of silver shoes, or something on those lines. Or it could be a lot more challenging where you do need subject matter expertise. Like, let's say um, you need to label uh, pathology image slides, right? So then you might want to use pathologists from your own organization. And um, SageMaker Ground Truth allows you to do that. So you can use your own private workforce, your own employees to do the annotations. And um, uh, let's say that that's not always scalable. You could also use um, several third-party Amazon vetted vendors. And uh, you, know, you have to clearly spell out instructions. Um, you could set up ways to, to test um, certain uh, annotators and then even score them and evaluate them. So Amazon SageMaker Ground Truth, it's, it's a wonderful way to really um, solve that super challenging task of putting together a quality annotated data set. So once you have your data set ready to go and um, all loaded up, uh, data scientists typically like to um, do what's called exploratory data analysis. So they love to use Jupyter notebooks for this, where um, they might visualize um, various uh, features or attributes in the data set. They might explore the relationship between various variables. Um, they might convert uh, categorical uh, variables into um, an, an one hot encoding or a slightly different format um, and, and really prepare it into a form that's ready to be consumed by the algorithms. This could be, say, normalizing certain um, uh, rows or columns and uh, it could be some sort of pre-processing that you want to put in. And uh, that, that's what you do to get your data ready. So once you have your data ready, uh, the next step is really uh, solving the task using ML. And uh, you know, depending on what the ML problem is, um, SageMaker has a number of first-party uh, machine learning algorithms for classification, regression, um, dimensionality reduction, uh, recommender systems, image classification, like XGBoost and Linear Learner, and um, uh, you, you name it, uh, we have it and uh, it's uh, 10 times uh, more optimized to run on AWS. Um, you have a broad choice of algorithms and uh, we also support all popular frameworks. Um, we really believe in giving the right tool for the right job. Um, so you know, we, we support uh, TensorFlow, MXNet, PyTorch, and uh, you know, if you're doing some sort of transfer learning uh, with a state-of-the-art network uh, that's just, in, just been published. It's very easy to load up that model and um, it comes pre-installed uh, with all the right kernels and, and the right framework. So it's really easy to get going. 
So uh, you have your data, you've trained your model, um, you've found a few different options uh, that look very promising. The next step you do is deployment. And um, uh, as, as a data scientist, one of the things that I just absolutely love about SageMaker is how easy it is to deploy machine learning models. So every model you train um, sits in a model library. And uh, using just a single click of your mouse, you can select all the models that you're interested in deploying. You can specify the type of the instance you want to deploy it to and the number of instances. And you know this could be motivated by the use case, the latency requirements you're trying to meet, uh, what parts of the world you want this to be available to customers. And um, it, it, the whole process is made uh, incredibly simple. And uh, once you do that, um, you know, of course, you get all the great things like uh, high scalability, high reliability, high availability. Um, once you do that, you can then, uh, you know, direct varying, varying percentages of traffic um, to the different models and do an A/B testing. And um, once you find a model that works best, you could then roll it out more expansively to all of your customers. So let's take an example of how um, you know a customer, uh, let's say a sports organization, let's say you know maybe a soccer league, um, can can really take their business challenges um, and and map it to all of these steps, right? So. Uh, so we're seeing uh, sports leagues and teams globally um, want, you know, really embrace um, data and technology. And um, one of their top priorities is uh, innovating the fan experience. Um, so let's say that you know, you, you as a sports or as, as a soccer league, you you brainstorm with your key stakeholders. So so this could be your CTO, um, your your IT team. Um, it could be uh, your your coaches and uh, maybe even some players and you and, and fans of course and you find that um, fans would really like some real-time in-game stats um, as they consume uh, say a soccer game um, on on their television screens so you then decide uh, you know we have about 10 different use cases one of which is let's predict what's the likelihood of a player um, converting a goal as they're about to take their shot so you then work backwards from there and figure out to see, do you have the right data to support that use case? So you, you speak to your data engineering team and you find out that you have um, three years worth of data uh, spanning say 500 different soccer games and um, you have a bunch of fields that could be compelling like say the XY coordinate of the player, the XY coordinate of the, of the goalkeeper, um, the distance of the, the player from uh, various defenders, um, maybe which stadium it is in, what's the weather that day, what's the turf type, um, and you use all of these features. Uh, you load your data into uh, SageMaker. You know, you've got your Jupyter notebooks. You clean it and prepare it. In this case, the machine learning problem is a classification one. So for each player about to take a shot, you want to determine if um, that go whether the goal would be a success or not a success. So you then go in, um, you select uh, a bunch of classification algorithms available. You train these models um, using the compute that you need. And you have uh, results of various models. Let's say accuracy, you want the most accurate model out there. So you, you have about two or three different models that look very compelling. Um, so you deploy all of them using SageMaker single click, and you maybe um, you know, divert 30% of your traffic to, to each one of those, and you find that model B is really the one that's doing best. And then you deploy that more expansively, and you know, during the game, uh, just as the player's about to take a shot, in real time, all of these features, they're sent to your SageMaker endpoint. You get an inference back, it's rendered on TV in real time, and uh, you know, that's how you can really uh, take an idea, uh, a business problem, all the way uh, to a production solution. So, so with this, um, I'm going to hand it over to Kiran, um, who will share their machine learning story and how Proceben is doing this um, on AWS. Thank you, Priya. All right, so we heard about 
all the tools that uh, AWS provides. And I'm going to talk about uh, how we use these tools and build our machine learning practice on the cloud at ProSeven. Right. So first of all, who are we? Who is Pro? What is ProSeven? Uh, we are the largest private TV company uh, in Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. We have about, about a 30% market share. Uh, we make four billion in revenues. Uh, but what is interesting is that we also we combine media and e-commerce. So out of this four billion, we also make a billion from uh, e-commerce assets. Uh, we buy them in a media for equity deal. Uh, apart from this, so we don't, we're not just in TV. We, are, uh, we recently launched Join, which is our uh, OTT platform, our app. It competes with uh, Netflix and Amazon Prime and Disney uh, for the German-speaking markets. Right? And whether you know ProSieben or not, I'm sure you recognize this lady in the center. Does anybody here know who she is? Heidi Klum, yes, one of the most uh, famous supermodels. Uh, she hosts one of the most uh, important or most famous TV programs, uh, TV formats in our TV. Uh, it's called Germany's Next Top Model. Right? Uh, so today I'm going to discuss two projects that summarize our journey of doing large-scale ML on the cloud. Um, the first project, um, before I go into that, uh, Generally, when media, people think of media companies, uh, people think that the job of the media companies is to bring entertainment to the audiences. And while that is certainly true, we think of our jobs as bringing the audience to the advertisers. So the better we understand our audience, the better we can advertise to them. And this is where machine learning uh, helps us personalize things for our uh, audiences. Oh, sorry. So in the first project, I'm going to talk about a project where we tried to predict the age and the gender of a cookie that comes on our website. This is our e-commerce website. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, this is about a billion in revenue. So there's a lot of these digital websites that we own. And we'd like to understand who are, who are these people so that we can advertise to them uh, accurately. Um, this project was executed on our shared on-prem Hadoop cluster. It was an uh, internal um, Hadoop cluster where our data lake was hosted. Uh, there were several data sources that were connected to this Hadoop cluster. And to give you another scale uh, uh, the size of this uh, cluster, just for one of the most important data sources, we had about 300 gigabytes of data coming in daily and getting processed. And there were multiple sources of data, uh, sources of uh, data in this data lake, right? Um, now, to talk a little bit about the scale of the project that we were executing, um, we had to process about 20 terabytes of data uh, to prepare for the modeling. Well, at the end, we, are, we had about two terabytes of scoring data and roughly 50 gigabytes of training data. And, and we had two challenges as we were um, working on this project. First, our on-prem Hadoop cluster was crowded and was frustrating to work with. But more importantly, um, the second problem was that it was running an older version of Hadoop and Spark. Uh, and that's a problem because our data scientists wanted to work with the most popular Python libraries uh, like TensorFlow or Scikit-Learn which are not available on the older versions of Hadoop and Spa, Hadoop, uh, and, or which were not supported by them. And uh, working with Spark ML, I don't think is any, is any data scientist's idea of a first tool of choice. So you know, it, we had challenges working like this. And because of the size of data coupled with the infrastructure that we had, uh, we, it took us about 30 hours to just process um, uh, process the, the data that we wanted for the, for the machine learning project. And this was a no-go because uh, we needed daily predictions. So if it takes 30 hours, it's, it's not going to be working for us. Um, so the solution was that uh, we took our credit card and got ourselves an Amazon um, account in a matter of one afternoon. 
Uh, we called it the anarchy account where everything went. Uh, but what, what, it, what it did was that in a matter of one afternoon, it gave us the size of the machines that we needed and the libraries, the machine learning libraries that we needed. Uh, and finally, we could, and we could finally do what we were hired to do, uh, which is to make predictions. And just by shifting uh, to the Amazon cloud, uh, we brought down our inference pipeline, uh, so our, our run from 30 hours to five hours. And that, that allowed us the breathing space to do other things, to think about larger things. Right? And so what, what, what we then finally did was we scaled to the cloud. We, um, we, we, it allowed us to, it gave us the confidence to build this entire platform where, uh, so we, we got ourselves a multi-account cloud strategy uh, with all the bells and whistles that comes with a multi-account cloud strategy. Uh, and the first project also then motivated us to move our data lake from on-prem into the cloud. Uh, and we used uh, Amazon Professional Services uh, to, do, uh, to, to build this for us. So now we have everything in the cloud, and I'm going to talk about a second project. Um, which we executed on the cloud. Uh, as I said earlier, we have a bunch of e-commerce assets, and we buy them in a media for equity deal. Um, the one such website is Flaconi. Uh, Flaconi sells uh, perfumes, um, again, for the German-speaking and European markets. Uh, and for Flaconi, we wanted to measure the impact of TV advertising on their, on their traffic. Uh, in the media business, this is an important task because it drives the pricing of all the TV advertisement spots. Uh, the industry term for this is uh, attribution modeling, uh, and it's, it's basically trying to answer the question, uh, what percent of your web traffic was influenced or directed or driven by your TV ads? Um, uh, this, is the, this, is an this is an output of, uh, this is what an out output of, uh, of an attribution model looks like. So as you can see here, uh, just to give you an example, an ad for Flaconi uh, at 8.21 p.m. at Germany's next top model show produced roughly 200 conversions. Uh, and this is relatively standard for media companies. Um, but what we decided to do was we decided to go a step further. And we asked ourselves, uh, what if we could predict this information in advance? So we could then find out the optimal spot for Flaconi to air its ad. If we extend this argument further, we could then find out the optimal spot for every single product that is getting advertised, the optimal spot for them to air their ads. And if you extend it even further, the global optimum for all the advertising spend for all of our digital assets. And that's huge. And what does that look like? Right? So the second step, what we did was, we took the, uh, at the high level, we, we trained a neural network on the output of the attribution model. Uh, so this included information about the TV spot, uh, so, the show, uh, so where the show is running, uh, and what show is running, and the information about the advertisement. So what type of product, what type of e-commerce website, what, what is getting advertised? So in other words, we trained our model to predict the conversions that would result from the pairing of the TV ad with the product. Uh, in, this case, an in this case, a website. Right? And for all those people, the data scientists in this room, before you ever ask me, because this is what I face every time, Here's what a model architecture looks like. Um, our model had continuous variables, categorical variables, and what we did was we just embedded our categorical variables, added the, added the continuous variables together, and inserted them in a feed-forward neural network. Now, we intend to apply this model to roughly about, at a conservative estimate, about 9 million euros of uh, advertising spend in 2020 and it'll grow multiple times uh, in the coming years. And at a very, the roughly cons very conservative estimate is that we expect to have a 10% uplift in our purchasing efficiency. 
Um, so what are some of the key challenges that we had executing this project? First, a very large data set. Second, the need for frequent model, uh, model retraining due to the changing watching patterns, new content that comes on TV, and new shows that, comes, uh, that come on TV all the time. And secondly, uh, but, but lastly, high-stake purchasing decisions require continuous monitoring of the model quality. So how did we do this? Right? First, the good thing was there's no, no more hung Jupyter server to work with or to deal with. But second, uh, for large data set, this is one of the challenges that we usually have. Uh, if you're working with large data sets, it's generally challenging because you need to distribute the jobs. And, you, and, and this is where SageMaker becomes very helpful for us because now, uh, we, if we used SageMaker training jobs, we could scale them very easily. And how, you may ask. So first of all, we could choose powerful GPU machines, GPU instances to do the training. This is what Priya talked about earlier. But second and most importantly, uh, we all know how easy it is to, uh, to use TensorFlow on Python, right? Now imagine trying to distribute a TensorFlow training job across multiple machines. That's a horror. The advantage with SageMaker is that this is an out-of-the-box feature within SageMaker. So distributed training uh, comes as an out-of-box training, uh, out-of-box out feature, and it is as simple as changing the instance count in this piece of code. And this is where, this is huge, very important for us because the data that we're dealing with are, is very large. Uh, but we still have two other considerations to work with the need for frequent model training, and the continuous model monitoring. Um, for me, both of these, the model training and model monitoring, are really not ML problems. Uh, they're infrastructure problems, they're operational problems, they're not really ML problems. In fact, ML for us, for, for any project according to me, is about the smallest part of the, of the, large, of the large project. And, as every programmer, every software developer, every data scientist, heck, every construction worker knows, development is the easy part. Operating is really hard. Right? And why do we care about operating? Because the only scale that matters is the scale of business impact. And if we don't have a model introduction we're not making business impact. And how are we thinking about this in Prozeben? I'm sure you've heard about the concept of DevOps. And the idea is that we, we, we think about the same thing as MLOps in our, in our department. And the idea is that we take, apply the principle of DevOps for the ML projects. The best practices center around automating as much, of, as, much as possible to A, reduce the human error, and B, speed up deployments. And while you're doing both of this, you need to we are able to monitor all aspects of our, of our ML algorithm that we deliver. Right? Um, so how does SageMaker uh, fit into all of this? We think of SageMaker as, as the bridge between the data scientist and the, and the operations team. And how does that look like? Our data scientists write ML code. That ML code is put into a SageMaker training job. In this context, SageMaker is a build environment for our ML models. Now, unlike in a pure software world, unfortunately or fortunately, ML models need to be retrained frequently. Secondly, this ML code needs to produce decisions, in our case, daily. SageMaker allows both of these things to happen, those, both of these functions to happen seamlessly through in, as, as part of one larger orchestration. So as you can, as you can see here, uh, we have the training pipeline, which is completely different than our ML pipeline, uh, so than our uh, inference pipeline. Yeah. Um, so 
for us, in fact, SageMaker is, is part of a larger, it's just one step, it's part of a larger uh, automated workflow. And here's an example of what an automated workflow for us looks like. We use a lot of server, serverless functions. They're known as Lambda in the AWS world. Uh, serverless functions do not retain their instances. They come up, come down uh, after the job is done. It helps you save money. Uh, and as you can see here, the start SageMaker training job is actually, for us, a serverless Lambda function. Uh, so it's, it's basically a, a Lambda function that starts a training job uh, by calling the SageMaker API and passing the relevant parameters to it. And because software in the end is about, because performance in the end, I'm sorry, is about deploying software quickly and reliably. It's just, it, it, it's, not diff it's nothing different because, just because our, 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 our software happens to be an ML code. So finally, what are the key takeaways for us in executing this project into the cloud, in the cloud? First, I already talked about it, the simplest part, the most important part, speed of deployment. But the second, the automation. Automation for us created consistency, and consistency always creates reliability. Third, and the most important according to me, is about the situational awareness. Today, we can easily track our entire ML process from the ETL procedures, the pre-processing, the ETL procedures, model deployment, and even model drift over time as part of one seamless orchestration. Uh, but these are operational benefits, and these are great. But this also changed the way we do our business. This, at a strategic level, this changes the way we discuss our media for equity deals. Earlier, we would buy websites, and websites had no idea what the value of a TV advertising spot was. They were making decisions based on some understood values of industry standards. Today, because of our models, because of our attributions, we can clearly measure the impact of a TV spot on a product, on a website, on anything else, and this helps us drive the business more efficiently, have, more, have, have data drive all of our decisions, and not have, you know, not, not, on, and it, not have the gut feels rule, of our, rule, rule our, uh, our decision making. And this is phenomenally, we, we hope in the coming years, this will change the way uh, we conduct our deals and run the media business in general. Now all that is great. Uh, and these are things that we learned, we executed in the last one year, and this is where SageMaker allowed us to do this, and other Amazon tools allowed us to do this. But then, there's many, many more things that are probably coming up this year, which I'm very excited about. So I'm gonna invite Jason to talk about all the features. Uh, Jason, blow us away. Thanks, Karen. Good morning. Today, Let's talk about what's new with Amazon SageMaker. I have time to highlight only a few of the new features. I encourage you to check out our launch announcements from yesterday for full descriptions of all of our exciting new features. As Priya described, machine learning development is a complex, multi-step process. Amazon SageMaker makes this process much easier and more efficient by providing a fully managed environment for building, training, and deploying ML models. However, many of the tools which developers take for granted when building traditional software, like debuggers, project management, collaboration, etc., haven't yet been invented for ML. For example, developers and data scientists run hundreds or even thousands of model training and tuning experiments on Amazon SageMaker and have, until today, needed to track them manually. Amazon SageMaker Studio is an IDE for Amazon SageMaker. SageMaker Studio unifies all the tools for ML development. You can write code, track experiments, visualize data, and perform debugging and troubleshooting all within a single integrated visual interface. In addition, since all the steps of the ML workflow are tracked within the environment, you can quickly move back and forth between steps 
and also clone, tweak, and replay them. SageMaker Studio automatically organizes, ranks, and sorts experiments based on a chosen metric and produces real-time data visualizations to quickly compare and identify the best performing models. With SageMaker Studio, the entire ML workflow can be managed through one pane of glass. Now let's talk about notebooks. Notebooks are the primary way to build machine learning models. However, data scientists and developers still have to do way too much DevOps work to use them. For example, we're still worrying about account security and management, creating processes to share and collaborate, and managing idled time. With Amazon SageMaker Notebooks, now in preview, building ML models is faster due to the new setup-free notebooks with near instant startup time and simpler due to easier collaboration among developers through single-click sharing of notebooks. You can now easily collaborate with SageMaker Notebooks by sharing notebooks with your peers with a single click, and recipients can reproduce the exact same results as the original author of the notebook. You can also open the setup-free notebooks in seconds, write code, and simply close the notebook when you're done. Amazon SageMaker manages the underlying compute, shuts down when notebooks turn idle, and regularly saves your work. This frees you up to focus on building models, and you only pay for what you use. Always love to hear customers reacting very positively. That's great. Training ML models is often a multi-step complex task. ML developers haven't traditionally had good visibility into the training process. As a result, it is challenging to ensure the model is progressively learning the correct values for its parameters. Amazon SageMaker Debugger makes training ML models easier by automatically detecting and alerting you to common errors like gradient values getting too large or too small. SageMaker Debugger helps you conduct an interactive analysis of training metrics by automating capture and analysis of data from training runs, giving you full visibility into the training process. SageMaker Debugger makes inspection of this data easy through the SageMaker Studio visual interface and provides indicators about potential anomalies in the training process. You can also use the SageMaker S Debugger SDK to automatically detect new classes of model-specific errors or to interactively analyze training runs in a SageMaker notebook. As a result, SageMaker Debugger reduces the debugging effort for machine learning models from days to minutes, providing you with insight into the debugging process. Data collected by SageMaker Debugger remains in your account which means you can use it for even the most privacy-sensitive applications. When developing a model, you've traditionally had to manually keep track of the models, the intermediate results, and other ML artifacts produced during your experiments. This makes experiment tracking tedious. And without the proper tracking, it's difficult to compare and contrast your results. Amazon SageMaker Experiments is a management system for launching, tracking, comparing and evaluating thousands of model training experiments and model versions to quickly identify best performing models. It automatically manages all the experiments performed by a developer. SageMaker Experiments tracks and records all ML artifacts, including datasets, algorithms, parameters, and model metrics. And in addition, the system automatically organizes, ranks, and sorts experiments based on a chosen metric and produces real-time data visualizations to quickly compare and identify the best performing models. In addition to the cumbersome task of finding appropriate algorithm parameters, ML practitioners often have a hard time developing good judgment on, one why, on why one ML algorithm will work better than another. Data preparation can also be time-consuming. This means that a typical data scientist will often use a data set as is try one or two algorithms that are easy to use, and settle for whatever quality they achieved. This friction results in ML algorithms not being optimally performant. Amazon SageMaker Autopilot makes the model building process easier and faster. You can build classification and regression models without machine learning knowledge. Just provide a tabular data set, select the target column to predict, and SageMaker Autopilot automatically explores machine learning solutions with different combinations of data preprocessors, algorithms, and algorithm parameter settings to find the best performing model. Instead of requiring you to decide which algorithm to use, Amazon SageMaker Autopilot 
automatically selects multiple algorithms from a list of high-performing algorithms that it natively selects, supports and evaluates all of them for you. Our launch at reInvent includes Linear Learner and XGBoost models with more to come. SageMaker Autopilot also automatically tries different parameter settings of these algorithms to get the best model quality. You can directly deploy the best model to production with just one click or iterate on the recommended solutions to improve the model quality. SageMaker Autopilot also automatically applies different types of preprocessors on the data before passing it through to the algorithms to train models. Machine learning models are typically trained and evaluated using historical data. But as Kieran mentioned, the real world data may not look like the training data, especially as models age over time and the distributions of data change. This gradual misalignment of the model and the real world is known as model drift or data drift, and it can have a big impact on your production quality of the models. Amazon SageMaker Model Monitor eliminates the need to build any tooling to monitor models in production and detect when corrective actions need to be taken. Model deployment is made easier through automatic monitoring and detection of errors during model prediction. SageMaker Model Monitor analyzes the data collected based on customer-provided rules at a regular frequency determine if, to determine if there are any violations. Developers can also use SageMaker Model Monitor's built-in rules to analyze tabular data and training data sets and changes in prediction accuracy based on observations from the real world. SageMaker Model Monitor alerts customers in SageMaker Studio when rules are violated and emits metrics in CloudWatch so developers can set up alarms and retrain models. It's a quick overview of six of our new Amazon SageMaker features. We are very excited for you to get to uh, try them out and we hope you use them for building, training, deploying, and monitoring your machine learning models. And before I go, I have one more plug to continue uh, learning machine learning uh, with Amazon. You came to reinvent to learn. There's no need to stop when you go home. Keep reinventing with resources from AWS training and certification for machine learning for you and for your team. We offer over 70 courses. They're available free and on demand, as well as classroom offerings. Our role-based learning makes it easy for you to find the course for you. And the AWS Certified Machine Learning Specialty Exam validates your skills and provides an industry-recognized credential. For more information, visit aws.training slash machine learning. Thank you very much for your time this morning. Uh, if you have any questions, please find us after the session.